is KJZZ's Sun Up. It is your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. And once again, hello, I'm Phil Latzman. This podcast, we present to you a daily digest of the news events in Arizona. Welcome to Wednesday, 21st day of February. And as we glide over this week's hump, let's see what's cooking around the state of Arizona. A state lawmaker who wants to represent Arizona in Congress is backing new legislation that would make it tougher for people who cross the border illegally to work in the state. From the Politics Desk, Wayne Shutsky reports. There's already a state law requiring employers to use the federal e-verify system to determine the legal status of job applicants and workers. HCR 2060 would make it a felony to help people break that law and would also require state and local officials to use E-Verify to determine the legal status of those seeking public benefits or licenses. Republican House Speaker Ben Toma proposed the legislation as he seeks election in Congressional District 8. Toma claims inaction by President Joe Biden and Governor Katie Hobbs drove him to act. Hobbs says she understands lawmakers' frustration, but... I think what he's proposing has more to do with his run for Congress than actually solving the problem. Thomas' comments came weeks after Republicans in Congress blocked bipartisan immigration legislation. Wayne Shutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Senator Mark Kelly is part of a bipartisan group of lawmakers asking the federal government to test private wells for PFAS and other water contaminants. From Tucson, Elisa Resnick has more. PFAS are a group of human-made chemicals with a range of consumer and industrial uses. They've been found in groundwater in hundreds of communities around the country, including Tucson. And exposure has been linked to health issues like cancer. The federal government has already allocated $5 billion through the bipartisan infrastructure law for states to use on PFAS testing. The lawmakers say this new bill will allow states the flexibility to use that funding on a wider variety of projects, like testing private wells. The legislation builds upon a 2022 request Kelly and others made after the EPA announced the first $1 billion of a total $5 billion would go towards testing in small and disadvantaged communities. Elisa Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson. Arizona's Medicaid system is permanently adopting a pandemic-era program that pays parents who act as caregivers for minors with disabilities. Queen Creek mom Brandy Kuhn fought for the creation of the permanent program. She cares for her son Tyson, who was diagnosed with cerebral palsy and other health conditions after contracting bacterial meningitis at six months old. We saw many benefits to this temporary program, including housing stability, reduced abuse rates, and continuity of care, and wanted it to become a permanent option for Arizona families. The federal government approved the permanent program last week. Parents of minors with disabilities who are enrolled in the Arizona long-term care system can qualify to be paid for up to 40 hours per week under the program. Asian and Hispanic home ownership rates have reached all-time highs in the U.S. That's according to the National Association of Realtors. And as Christine Estes reports from our business desk, Arizona's numbers are higher for all but one of the largest racial groups. Based on interviews and a decade of census data, the association found the rate for Asian Americans grew to more than 63 percent nationally. In Arizona, it's 66 percent. Nationwide, Hispanic home ownership increased to 51 percent, compared to 59 percent in Arizona. The black home ownership rate in Arizona is lower, 41 percent, compared to 44 percent. On average, black homeowners spend more of their income on housing and have more student debt. Arizona's white home ownership rate is on par with the nation at 73%. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. While the Diamondbacks' lease at Chase Field expires in 2027, the team is still seeking to fund the stadium's renovation. Jacob Seaver has the latest. 
The Arizona Diamondbacks are seeking to spend between four and $500 million in stadium renovations prior to renewing their lease with Chase Field. Diamondbacks CEO Derek Hall had hoped for a solution by last summer. However, little progress has been made. We thought we'd be at a position now where we could announce exactly what's happening. I think we sat here a year ago saying, we got to know in the next couple months. Um, so nothing has really changed, although the, the, the talks continue. In the same press conference, Diamondbacks managing general partner Ken Kendrick downplayed any possibility of a new stadium being constructed due to the need for climate control. However, Kendrick said, with $500 million in renovations still needed, potential relocation of the team may be necessary. Conversations regarding relocation have not started taking place. Jacob Seaver, KJZZ News, Phoenix. A Pima County-run shelter that offers transportation, food, medical care, and temporary shelter to asylum seekers released into the U.S. may end by April. That, as the federal funding that's been sustaining it, has run out. Here's Elisa Resnick once more. Asylum seekers processed along the border in Arizona often come to Tucson for about 48 hours. The Pima County program is run by Catholic Community Services and receives the majority of its funding from FEMA. County Administrator Jan Lesher says right now that's costing about $1 million per week and $4 million a month. People will come back and say, we've allocated another $2 million. We've allocated another million dollars. And with all due respect, we certainly appreciate those dollars. That's another week. Lesher says the latest round of funding is set to run out by March 31st, as negotiations over border funding continue to stall in Congress. A memo penned by Lesher this month says the county program is set to wind down by the end of March, and in lieu of those services, street releases of migrants in Tucson could begin April 1st. Elisa Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson. Chandler Mayor Kevin Hartke highlighted public safety, parks, and water conservation in his recent State of the City address. Water conservation rebates offer incentives for water-efficient technology and grass removal. We saw a 900% increase in homeowner applications in the first 60 days of this new program. Hartke also said Chandler would add a sports complex at Tumbleweed Park along with an 18-court pickleball complex. In the coming years, the city will use voter-approved bonds to build a police forensic science facility as well. Arizona lawmakers want to make sure the state budget secures funding to further extend State Route 24 in the fast-growing Southeast Valley. But the state is facing a budget deficit. Democratic Governor Katie Hobbs several lawmakers have indicated that planned transportation projects will be postponed this year to save money. Queen Creek Representative Jake Hoffman accused Hobbs of targeting the SR-24 project. It's just sad to me that Katie Hobbs continues to play these games uh, you know, reneging on prior agreements, reneging on the good faith negotiations uh, with the legislature uh, and holding this critically needed funding hostage. Last year, the legislature and governor approved nearly $90 million for further work on SR-24, but in Hobbs' proposed budget, it is held back. Democrats in Arizona's House and Senate are pushing a pair of bills to create a paid family leave and medical leave system in the state. The idea is a long shot in the Republican-controlled legislature, but Sharita Gruberg with the National Partnership for Women and Families says these kinds of bills have been gaining traction around the country in the years since the pandemic. We've seen a lot of momentum in states realizing that it's just not possible to expect all your workers to never get sick, to never have a need to take time off of work, and that it's in the best interest for workers, for businesses. Gruberg told KJZZ's the show 14 states have now established paid family leave programs but in Arizona, 75% of workers do not have access to paid family leave. 
Well, for nearly two decades, it was a mystery who left the body of an unidentified newborn inside a trash bin at Sky Harbor Airport. Well, on Tuesday, Phoenix police announced an arrest in what has become known as the Baby Schuyler case. Here's Jacob Seaver again with an update on that. Phoenix police have identified the suspect as the infant's mother, 51-year-old Annie Anderson. Detectives began their investigation in late 2005 when a baby girl was found dead and wrapped in newspaper in a black plastic bag in a woman's restroom at Sky Harbor. Police say the medical examiner concluded that baby Schuyler was born alive and had been suffocated. Lieutenant James Hester is with the department's cold case unit. He says new DNA techniques led police to a possible match for the baby's mother in 2021. In the following year, police went to Washington to interview Anderson. When confronted, Annie Anderson identified herself as the mother of the victim and provided an account of what occurred. A Maricopa County grand jury issued a warrant for Anderson's arrest. She will be extradited to Arizona to face a first-degree murder charge. Jacob Seaver, KJZZ News, Phoenix. In sports hockey, the Coyotes, who were once a playoff contender, now trying to snap a 10-game losing streak tonight in Tempe as they host the Toronto Maple Leafs with their only Valley visit. Yotes are winless since January 22nd. Basketball Suns have another day off as part of the NBA's All-Star break. They've won 7 of 9 going in. They'll resume tomorrow night in Dallas. Baseball, the Diamondbacks, they will play their first uh, spring training game Friday against the Rockies at Salt River Fields. And that does it for this Wednesday edition of KJZZ Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast on this February 21st. I'm Phil Latzman. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the weather out there, and we'll be back at you tomorrow.